Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and as I'm known to say, whenever some civilian refers to me as redacted instead of my actual real name, they call me Mr. Tuck. Squee McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weather light report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Vaccinated! Well, King Macar has turned Mr. T into gold before he could show him his vax documentation. <laughs> oh, oh, topical. How very topical. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. Make sure you go nominate us for as many categories for that Emmy Cruel, mtgcca.org. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go vote. We don't want to this be in the sixth year. place. We will take fifth place, fourth place, third place, second place. Ideally. Hell, even first. Ideally, hell. <laughs> yeah, even first place. Mir- but, miracles can happen. Pie in the sky. Whatever y'all want to give us. Let's go. And then you get to take an extra turn for a colorless and a blue. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off the top of the castle, latest in carnage that ensued with 45 and a dash. I know that 40 life and a dash, we've streamlined more, uh, especially when we don't have games to talk about. Mm-hmm. Do you guys actually have games to talk about today? Because if not, I have two games two and a half games that are really worth mentioning. They're probably, they're short conversations. Some of it was on Mr. Bever's Twitch stream. Some of it was during 40 Life and a Dash uh, at at the CMD Tower headquarters with single Aaron and the uh, Godfather. So do you guys have games or could I'll give I you talk 10 seconds. about one of each? 10 seconds. I, I have, no I have a game. To, I have a game to discuss. Okay. Tuck does. I all have right. no games. I, I went a little all in on Strixhaven. It was a lot of fun. The art cards are glorious. I trashed all of them. I know. Eating all my words. There it is. Those are my 10 seconds. So let's just hear <laughs> Let's hear them both. Let's hear them both. Let's just try to, let's give them like, uh, you know, a bridge, a bridge on both of them. Cause I want to hear both of them as well. So let, let's start off with the uh, CMD Tower HQ games. Um, as uh, Big Tuck knows, um, and some of the collective, I think I mentioned it in a previous week, I really, really like Witherbloom, or uh, Silver Quill and Quandrix pre-cons. Um, so Prismari, I, I believe, correct? The Because I believe the Quandrix is the blue green. Yes, Prismari. And so I've probably swapped 30 to 40 cards from each deck. So I did do massive swaps. Did not buy a single card for either. Oh, it's the best the feeling. Silver Quill game. Um, let's just say it gets kind of gross when you get, uh, you know, Darksteel Colossus on the table. Oh, and it's know, getting tend to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I And the, the hilarious thing is I was actually going against single Aaron's mono black. I guess it's super friends, but I yeah, was that is, like that's a job mouse one thing. Uh, yeah, there's only seven planeswalkers in the deck, so I told him he can't call it Super what? Friends until he gets to like 15 or 20. Yeah, that's not Super Friends. That yeah, is, that's not Super that's Friends at all, Aaron. A Mr. Combo normal deck. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it was great. The commander uh, with, you know, a little bit of politicking really worked well, but I started to kind of go more into the uh, these different categories of obviously you have your removal, you have your card draw, you have your ramp, and then I had my threat creatures, but then I created these other categories where it's like, how do I incentivize my opponents to attack each other 
And then mm. how do I decentivize them attacking me? And so I, I kind of did that kind of shape to the deck and it just dominated most of the game. So that was exciting. And then the Prismari game, uh, I, I texted Tuck this. I ended up winning the game by having Incendiary Command uh, copied eight times. Eight times. <laughs> With a Niv-Mizzet Firemind on the battlefield. So I kept doing the discard your hand, draw that many cards. So I would ping someone oh, for that yeah. much. Mm -hmm. And then I would have it deal four damage to target player. And then mm -hmm. I did that eight times. So I ended up killing nice. it. Nice. So that <laughs> just... <laughs> Prismari and Silverquill with upgrades, holy bananas. Those yeah. decks are phenomenal. Silverquill, I just ordered, I think I'm going to build one here as well. And the big one that I just ordered was, and I'd highly recommend this, Mr. Combo, is the Silverquill Elder Dragon. Um, he fits so perfect in the deck because he's a flyer. Okay. He's a flyer with double strike, and then he can either put counters on you, draw a card, and then also let an opponent do one of the abilities too. Ooh, I like that. So, like that. Uh, potential future guest who might be writing budget articles, he swapped Zapalta for that as like the big finisher. Ooh, so, okay. Yeah. okay. Good to know, good to know. Uh, the Mr. Bevers games though, these will be quick as well. Um, Tuck, I would advise you do this. I actually put a Twitter poll out there, uh, put four different deck types, and I kind of had people vote on what do you guys want to right, see right, play. Right. Uh, and Go Tribal won outright, and then second place was Five Color Gods. Uh, let's just let's just say, guys. So you did not play Silver Quill on Tuesday as- I did not, we, I did okay, not. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so let me tell you, when you have a Gaji on the battlefield, and guys, if you're not familiar with Gaji, it's the uh, the uh, whatever one. one of your opponents get attacked by a creature, they get plus two plus zero yeah. uh, until mm -hmm. end of turn. When you have Gaji, and then you insurrection on turn six, Oof. usually you win the game uh, yeah, because there was some assume. filthy stuff out there. If you guys aren't familiar with Mister Bevers, chat chaos is a thing. <laughs> I had Mister Bevers <laughs> dead. I had the other player dead. Um, he ended up generous gifting one of the things that was going to Adam, so he ended up mm. barely living. Mr. Bevers was dead to rights. They gave him 10 life. Still was able to kill out the uh, Boros precon uh, player. I believe that is CMD uh, mechanic, commander Panic. mechanic. Uh, was still able to kill him. My other opponent... Uh, Andy, he was able to kill Mr. Bevers, and I made the stupid mistake because Andy was playing the Quandrix precon, and he had that Essex, the one where if you create a token, you can make it a copy of anything on the battlefield. Anything else, yeah. So I threw out a Lightning Ranger because I was kind of top decking at that point, and I kind of blew my wad. And, uh, and of course, <laughs> Sir Lord of Leaves kept making, you know, made me sacrifice one of my creatures at the beginning of the game, so that sucked. Um, but. I, and I looked at it and Lightning Ranger reads, they cannot attack you. So I just, I played it in my head being like, oh, miss, you know what, Andy, don't even worry about the trigger because you can't oh, do anything oh. with it. I completely forgot and Commander Mechanic reminded us, no, he gets that Lightning Rager and then he could turn it into whatever yeah, he, he wants. Yeah, he can turn it into whatever he wants. He's so he like, turned I it into a Gaji. do something with it. Yeah, so he turned oh, it into, he turned into his own Gaji. <laughs> and killed me. But nice. game two, Tuck, you'll be proud. I, I saw the, I saw the, the entire yeah. game. Primal surge for the win with my god deck. And no one had anything to do? No nope. counter spells? But, but wow. here's the thing, is I actually would have gotten it off four or six turns earlier, but someone went ahead and exiled my Slavala. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll happen. So yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I I got to win a game with Bevers, almost win another game with Bevers, right. and then uh, got to win with both of my pre-cons on uh, Commander Headquarter uh, 40 Life at a Dash. So I had a great week of playing IRL Magic yeah. or online. Tuck, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I got to play IRL um, with a couple of new people. We're trying to figure out, there's a lot of breweries around here that are looking for people to come now that COVID's out. So we're trying to figure out if there's like gimmicks and whatnot we can do. Weird thing in Charlotte is they can't do discounted beers for like certain things. So we can't be like, if you come and play with us, you lo- you get $2 off uh, of beers. They, really? they have to be like every beer is $2 off. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, which yeah. Is why- I, I mean, I work at a brewery in Missouri, which is like the loosest liquor state yeah. other than las vegas and nevada like so yeah. um i played with chris who's one of my new guys out here um we've been doing a lot of pack wars because it's just the two of us right now and then another guy brett who's more of a standard player and uh, i gotta play my wizard deck, and it got completely shut down by jagged scar archers because the guy was playing the elf precon <laughs> and the stupid commander has flying and two toughness so that was kind of a stall and then i got i got to do fun stuff like i did uh, I got to cast like one of the finales that fizzled out. Um, I was also just trying, I could tell that they were both kind of like, I was trying to slow play cause they're just playing the pre-cons. Mm-hmm. And then the one guy was playing the rogues pre-con and guess what happened? The elves player made a gazillion elves. I had a bunch of wizards because like I guess I just have to do this the old-fashioned nice. way and hopefully go. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I guess people would have been really confused if I had just left it yeah, there. I mean, that's as not, to what creature that's type not they the would card be. type you know um but i was getting ready to like keep going and then he played a sir conrad because that card's great and then he board wiped and we all lost 30 points because of this stupid freaking elf deck <laughs> and me trying to play fair so and he didn't even realize it because he's new to commander so i was like oh no we're just dead and he's like what do you mean i was like well look at your board you tell me man so um <laughs> that was that was really fun to play online and i'm starting to cultivate the group here so hopefully we'll be getting some more regular games and i'll have a little bit more to talk about i also week. see in 40 life in a dash mr bubs hanging out on the sofa behind you there well, I have shut the door to the bedroom and ah, to the closet, so he has nowhere he has else no to choice. hide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm forcing him to get used to the, to get used to the apartment. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Here ye, here ye. <laughs> I call upon the Council of the Unbanned. New topic of order today. Yogmoth's bargain. Yogmoth's bargain. You kind of sound. You kind of sound like Lemon Grab from <laughs> uh, Adventure Time. I'll send you the link. Oh, but yeah, he's a like a little bit actually. Now that you mentioned it's a, it, yeah. it's the same guy who later voiced um, Rick on Rick and well all the voices on Rick and Morty, and his, he's known for being like. This castle is in unacceptable condition! Unacceptable! (laughs) (laughs) So guys, it's another Council of the Unbanned. As a reminder, here's how this council operates. One, me, the leader of the Council of the Unbanned. I should give a business case. Why should it be unbanned? Uh Then Big Tuck and Squee McGee will get an opportunity to either agree or disagree. And then it just goes to a vote between the three of us. And then, of course, on our Discord with our amazing patrons, go into the Council of the Unbanned channel and throw down Mm -hmm. your 
justification for your viewpoints. And then clearly whatever we say shall be law. Yes. Absolutely. It will, so, it will be etched it'll be etched in stones from henceforth. Where children will look at us and go, Yogmoth's, nah, y'all are wrong, that's not happening. Yeah. If you guys aren't familiar with Yogmoth's bargain, it's basically four colorless uh black black funny thing guys i get text messages through my mac my fiance just shot me a text being like what the heckers is going on down there uh, that's hilarious <laughs> how is this what is yeah, what, what, what is there to discuss what does she not know uh you can get one for about 30 bucks uh urza's destiny wow still that expensive skip your draw Dude, step. anything urza's pay one life draw a card um and it is not legal in anything but vintage vintage and yes, um, you vintage. can get a you can get a gold bordered version of this card for five dollars <laughs> of course you can of course right. you can so here is my viewpoint of, wait i don't think you re- i don't think you read what it actually does yeah we might need no, to I let did. the collective know oh Are you yeah, sure he did he did he did yeah oh, you did? okay i was too excited Senior about the gold border so here is my position on why this should be unbanned henceforth and forever uh i I believe we've all heard of a card called necropotence right that's Mm -hmm. three it's black 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 skip your draw step pay life you exile a card from the top of your library and then Mm -hmm. you get all those cards uh at the beginning of your end step and then if anything goes to the graveyard it gets exiled so this is literally twice the cmc of necropotence Mm mm-hmm and the way that magic usually works is the lower the cmc or i guess higher the rarity the more powerful the card is it's easier to do the things Mm -hmm. so uh you know i believe ancestral recall is what single blue draw three cards correct yes yeah uh versus brainstorm single blue you draw three then have to put two back obviously different power levels necropotence is half the cmc of yawgmoth's bargain so at three mana, it's a very it's you can cast it easier and faster, mm-hmm. and this is six mana, so it's double the mana. So that's kind of my first position point: is this is necropotence without the downside because it costs twice as much. To twice cast. as much, yep. So th- that's my first thing. Second thing, yep. same thing with necropotence. You only got forty life, um, unless you're doing a life gain specific deck you are going to be able to draw your whole deck. I mean, that's just not the way that you're going to be able to do it. And on top of that, if you're doing this in just say a mono black deck, the only way you're going to get this card out soon enough for it to be like, whoa, the value, is you're probably going to have to go ham on your life total as well. Black does a lot of, you know, lose some life, get some mana, you know, take some damage, let me do some ancient tombs, things like that. And so... You're going to probably be down to 36 to 34 life by the time you get this cast. And then on top of that, you could only then draw 30 cards, 33 cards, mm-hmm. and you have no mana. So you're not going to have a way to win unless you are just doing a true CEDH deck where it's all zero drop artifacts. Yeah. And you just so happen to get that third of your deck, probably not going to get you what you need before you kill yourself. So that's my second point. Third point, I don't know if you guys know this. There's a lot of broken ways to draw cards in Magic that are, right. I think are as good or on the same level just with a slight drawback 
compared okay. to this. Okay. So obviously we talked about Necropotence. The drawback there is you don't actually get the card to hand. It goes to exile. And then right. anything that goes to your graveyard gets exiled. So that's its Correct. drawback, but yeah. it is half the CMC. Well, and just and real quick on Necropotence, uh, it is discarding a card, not anything going into graveyard. Just when you discard a card, yeah, right. Discard, yes. sorry, discard. And then at the beginning of your end step, you get those cards. Correct. Not, yes, not the remove. Yeah, I believe we've all heard of Yogmoth Three and Physician, two colorless black black. It's a human cleric, two four protection from humans. Pay a life, sack another creature, put a negative negative one on up to one target creature, and draw a card. So yes, it's quote unquote drawback <clears throat> from Yogmoth's bargain is you have to have a creature to sacrifice. Um, you don't even have to have a creature to put the negative counter on, but that's just like a big yeah. advantage. I mean, a Tuck has seen me do this, where I've paid the life, drawn a card in my Shirai deck, and I think I ended up killing myself. With yeah, I was gonna card. say, I think you killed yourself. <laughs> uh, which is, I think, the same thing that would end up happening with this kind of card. Uh, plus, this is two less CMC. So that's my first case there. Next one, and now this is big daddy black mana, is a villas broker of blood mm -hmm. this is oh yeah another one where it becomes very easy to draw a bunch of cards and it basically just says whenever you gain life draw that many cards yeah. so that's incredibly easy to do through numerous different ways so that's another one that you could have here's one that i thought was very interesting unfulfilled desires so Unfulfilled Desires is a colorless Demir blue-black enchantment Ooh, yeah. Mirage. Pay a life and a colorless mana, draw a card, then choose and discard a card. It is, it is so easy to generate tons of mana, if not infinite, especially in colorless. So I especially don't want in that blue, to be like, <laughs> like yeah, what you like to do. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. Uh, so I don't want anyone to say, oh, well, that's the thing, because it's still half the CMC. Yes, you have to have blue in the deck for your color identity. But I would almost argue, Tuck and Squee, that this is better than just putting it to your hand because now you get to discard a card. What does right. blue black usually like mm -hmm. to do? It wants to do graveyard stuff. So now you could probably do your cheap, your more broken types of things. So, and that you know what's disgusting bucks. about unfulfilled desires? I'm looking at it on EDH rec right now. One is $17, which seems too cheap, but mm -hmm. it's only in 183 decks. It's in 0% of decks on EDH rec. Fools. It's and then I wanted to give one last example um, before I, I will, I guess I will say honorary note, your consecrated Sphinx, your thought sees, yeah. or uh, not thought sees, thought reflection. Uh, both of those are just, you know, hey, if you draw a card, draw two. Oh, if your opponent draws a card, you draw two. And mm -hmm. I mean, that, those are more broken ways to draw a ton of cards and we've seen it, but you know, we're more focused yeah. on the, what's the one shot where I could just kind of do it all at once. I right, think right. And expertise is one that's just as good because you're in green, you're gonna have a big ass creature out there, probably 10, 15, 20 power. It's four colorless green, green sorcery, draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. But then you get the added benefit of, you may cast a card with converting mana right. cost five or less from your hand without paying its mana cost so those are all of my examples of cards that i think are just as good as yawkmoth's bargain um or maybe there's a little bit of a downside but it's because you're getting right. all of these things yeah. uh and that is my position so i open it up to my fellow hosts uh could you Sweetie say, we'll could you say the council you. is in session now the council yes. is in session uh squeebie First, do you agree or disagree with myself that it should be unbanned and why? Squee McGee says, banned. 
No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um. Yes, you had a lot of really good points, and there are a lot of really good cards out there to draw cards. And honestly, to me, unfulfilled desires is probably the best case to make to say that this card should not be banned anymore because this card. The only reason I can assume that this card is not banned is because one, it has two colors, so it's a little harder to use in Commander. Um, it's not just a straight black pip that you can throw into a lot of different decks. You have to have a blue black type of deck. But damn if it isn't really good and the other thing that i'll say about about unfulfilled desires not being banned as far as i can tell on edh rec i just assume that nobody in the magic community knows what the hell this card yeah. is has never seen it and has <laughs> never even tried to run it before which well, is a, it's, its own discussion outside of that where i do believe there are a lot of cards that are very similar to banned cards that are just old People haven't seen them. They don't know about them. And a lot of these blogs, these forums, these decks that you look up online, you're you're relying on people to know every card in Magic the Gathering and, and what works and what's great. And sometimes things fall through the cracks because they're either old, expensive, rare, hard to find, whatever the case may be. <laughs> or, in the, or in this case, all three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the reason that I want this card to stay banned most of the other cards had either stipulations of they cost more mana, they have more color pips within that that you have to play, and or you have to do something extra outside of just paying life and drawing a card. Like, it, you get it back. Um, Necropotence, the biggest one, that's at the beginning of your end step, you get those cards back. And I think that is huge in Magic the Gathering because... Say you try and do a Yawgmoth's Bargain on somebody else's turn, you're just drawing cards, you get fuel, you're ready to go. But if you do a Necropotence, you're drawing cards, you gotta wait till the beginning of your next end step. Or, I'm sorry, is it the next end no, step? No, it is yours? your next end your, step. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you yeah. gotta wait for the whole cycle to go around before you can do anything with this. Um, so where I see this card really being troublesome is, yeah, you play a life gain deck, you drop Yawgmoth's Bargain let's say like turn four turn five pretty realistic um you can draw out after you've gained some life there as long as you can draw out more than 40 or 50 cards i assume that you can find a way to kill everybody i, I don't know I, it just seems like way too quick of a card where you can draw stuff pay 39 of your 40 life if you haven't been attacked yet, it's a card that's sitting in your hand. So a lot of people aren't going to know you're playing it as well. Say you're in, you know, commander. It's not like it's sitting there in your command zone and people can be like, okay, well, we have to ping him down for damage. Otherwise, he's going to draw out the deck, get whatever they need and kill us with it. This one, you just drop it down. As soon as you drop it down, you're going to draw as many cards as you have. Less one life, I would assume. Find your win con, play it, game over. Um, but Squee, what you just forgot is you go less, you know, down to that one life, and then you get lightning bolted and die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or even better, shocked. Yeah, or you're... Uh, I, this will shock you. Or you're playing Mana Crypt, and you're Mr. Combo, and you oh, don't yeah. have any mana, or you don't have any life just to, just to start. So, um, yeah, I, I think you have a really good case with Unfulfilled Desires. That card is incredible. I cannot believe it's not in more than 183,000, or 183 decks out of 146,000 that's wild to me well yeah. and, and tuck because you're more the historian and vorthos nerd hashtag um mirage block was that before or after urza block before 
Yeah, it was so technically was this card. Yeah, so this card got printed after this, and this is still correct on the not yeah. ban list. Yeah, this this card. So unfulfilled desires came after the printing of Necropotence, but before Yagmoth's Will. Gotcha. Yeah. If we're comparing those three cards in a vacuum, which I think is a really, I think is a really solid comparison to look at the three of these. Yeah, there, there's only two pieces on unfulfilled desires that I think are keeping it in the unbanned status, which is one is two colors, and the other one is you do have to discard yep. a card. Well, and uh, and you have to have the mana, right? The mana. That's right, the big right, thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So hey, you have to have mana. Whereas you can't just pay life and do this. But all that being said, amazing card should be run a hell of a lot more. Yeah. And I'm sticking to it. Man. All right. <laughs> Big Tuck. It's the vote is currently split. Maybe I know. your your words of You're wisdom the swing vote will here. sway. Yeah, Wait, you, you swing vote? Swing Wasn't that a movie vote. with Kevin Costner? I was thinking was of a movie with Will Ferrell. No, no, swing vote. It was Kevin Costner. He was the last person that, like, somehow it was a loophole, and he was the one that could decide the presidential election. And then they had to go through this like two months. Oh my God, you're right. Trying. And then, yeah. the, so, okay. Yeah. This, Deep pull. I'm going to copy the image and send it to the chat because this is the funniest. <laughs> this is the funniest. Like, it looks like Duff Man. Oh my in God. Backwards baseball cap. <laughs> smiling out the side of a truck. <laughs> what a pull. Wow. Oh, uh, what a pull. All right, we'll yeah. talk. Uh, where do you stand on this? Should it stay banned or should it be unbanned? This is a very, very hard one um, because I, so I think the unfulfilled desires and necropotence arguments are pretty strong because if you're playing necropotence in a deck, most people that I've seen that are playing it, when they play it, they're spending 20 life just to draw the cards that they need at the end of the turn to win the next turn or otherwise, right? Um, in the same circles that I think people would run bargain with. Um, I think, so I did some research as to why this got, why this was banned and all that stuff. And the biggest argument that I saw was, um, it's too powerful when you run, like you said, Mr. Combo, the fast artifacts. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like kind of an interesting, and this is, this is, it's interesting to me that that is where a lot of these arguments of ban or unban come from are like, this card is so powerful in this format because you have access to all these other items, right? That over and over and over yeah. again, we see this. So to me, it's like, are we just stealing from Peter to pay Paul or are mm -hmm. we stealing from Yagmoth yeah. to pay, wait, no, are we stealing from Urza to pay Yagmoth? Yeah. Maybe we need a council Whereas, of the unbanned for not banned cards that are mana rocks. Right. And it's like, and, and for me, it's like, okay, is the real issue here that there's too much access to fast mana? And is that the real issue underlying here? Right. So yep. that's an argument for a different time. Um, I, the, the only, there's a couple things here, right? Like being able to get this out and go is great. This is a card that's easily counterable. That's easily removed again. Like when you do it, they can obviously, you know, draw their card out. But well, again, like we said, Mr. Combo, some of our words here, if you're going to say enchantments are easily removed judging from the last year well, of us saying that. Fair, fair, fair point, but it can be removed, and if you pay six mana to get this, draw your hand, and then someone kills it, then you're, okay, great. You just, like, paid and drew a bunch of cards. Yeah. The, the thing that I, the thing that this card has in common with another card that we'll talk about at some point is that if this card were to be unbanned, there would be the argument that would be, there's an argument to be made that if you're running a black deck, you should just run this because the value sure. in it is so insane yeah, and that sort of sure. stuff. So to me, when a card becomes that ubiquitous to where you're gonna be at a disadvantage playing these colors, if you're not running this card, that kind of makes sense. 
Um, so it, it's really hard. I think that in the wrong hands, and this again goes in the wrong hands. Yes, this card is filthy. Yes, it's disgusting. Yes, it can win the game on the spot potentially, right? But the people that are going to be doing that are going to be running cards to do that anyways. This yeah. is just another one in the 200 card cycle that they can pull from that are going to help them win faster, right? To me, this card's like more of a win more. So that's why I'm torn. Um, I think Ooh. it actually took. How about this? And we'll do this moving forward. Since you're the swing vote at the moment, uh -huh. you're don't the Kevin give your Costner vote here. yet. Just go ahead and do your, yep. your statement, yes. and when My, you're done, yes. I'll yep. vote. Maybe Squee has changed, but he'll vote. But then we'll finally get yours, and the council okay. will be adjourned. Yeah. So, so that's that's where I get kind of thrown up, right? And I think this is a card. Uh, the format has warped so much from because this card's been banned from the get-go, right? Yep. This has never been a card that's ever been playable, unlike some other some of the other ones on here that I've been affected by before you even started playing, Mr. Combo, and that you have been affected by as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't take quite the bath that you did. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, uh, to stop filibustering here, I, I think that if this card were to be unbanned, it would be abused in the way why it got banned by the same people that are going to abuse cards like this, no matter what. Yeah. If that makes sense. Which no, again, call, which again calls into like the whole, which is a whole nother four episode long arc of CDH yeah. versus EDH and banning and how you play out that. <laughs> right. So yeah, because yeah. I, I think the only point that I'll make before we go to the vote, um, just to kind of round all this out is the people that would abuse this are abusing necropotence already. Correct. They're abusing, um, a bolus of citadel already mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree that's kind of effectively the same thing except you actually get to cast the spells which is absurd um i unfulfilled desires maybe they're not abusing that yet but maybe uh this will be this will be the tipping point this will be ground zero yeah and so and i and i think tuck makes the great point of the cedh versus edh community because cedh community yeah they're gonna play it and be like okay i'm gonna pay what's my life total 40 i'll pay 38 life uh, yeah, and exactly. Uh, but the casual tables with Necropotence today, you don't really see the I'm going to pay 30 life. Exactly. To exile 30 cards. I'm gonna Usually do, it's how many cards right. do I have in hand? Let me get that many cards just so or, I have a full grip. Or yeah, you like, may or may not even have a win con that you're going to look for with it. You're just diving in to see what you get. I love Necropotence. It's one of my favorite cards that's ever been printed because I was I was playing when it first got printed when it was restricted in Type One, um, and it's. But for me, even for me, it's powerful. But I'm always just like, I'll do if I'm in a pinch, I'll do ten, sure. right? Just to just to yeah. get something. Um, so that's so yes, I think that's I think those are all accurate points, um, and that is that's where I'm going to end it right there. Okay. All right. It's 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 time for the votes. I shall begin! I vote Yogmoth's bargain be removed from the ban list henceforth tonight. Squee McGee! How shan't thee vote? With only one caveat, I'll vote that it is still banned. That means. No! That, uh. If CEDH and casual EDH become separate formats, I think this should be played in casual EDH. But as it stands right now, banned. Sounds good, not that 
great. But Big Tuck, <laughs> you are the Kevin Costner of the cast. Oh, God. Thou shan't the vote. I should have just texted Duff as soon as I, as soon as I made that connection. Be like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> um, you know what? This is why I'm going to make my decision. Big Tuck decrees that Yagmoth's bargain be unbanned. Oh, yeah. Because, no. be simply because there are way more cards that exist in EDH that are insanely more powerful and frustrating than this that should be banned. Understood. Well, the collective. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the Council of the Unbanned. Uh, yes, I could not keep up my Rick and Morty voice any longer. Uh, it's hard. I, I believe the voice I was doing it was like the guy that the does like cord. Mr. Poopy Butt or whatever. That's the same. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. It's the same guy who does all of it. Yeah, but like that that weird voice. I think that's the voice that he like that he always does. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now, in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the weather. Weatherlight Report coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 5. I'm Squee McGee. So this week's a little special. We may or may not, up to you all, have a very special guest coming on Bruising Builds here from MTG Goldfish. And I thought maybe I'd build a Weatherlight Report that coincides with the deck that we may or may not be talking about here towards the end of the week. So this card itself, I believe, would be an all-star in the 99 of said hypothetical deck that may or may not exist, but we're talking mono black. We're talking a, as uh, our good friend Oob would say, a hot <laughs> This card is hot. hot. It's so hot. <laughs> uh, no, we're talking Ephemia the Cacophony. One. Tickles my lexicon. Love it. Uh, yes. Two, it is a legendary enchantment creature harpy. It's a rare from that also garbage set, Theros Beyond Death. One colorless. Wait, no, that one's good. That's a good. That's a good one. Don't get, oh. don't get it twisted. That one's not, good. Not when we started talking about it, it wasn't. Theros? No, no, no. That's a throne sure drain. Is a bad one. No. Yeah, we uh, didn't like Theros, man. Yeah. What? We, tra we definitely yeah. trashed Theros. The, the only thing I even remember liking from it was that Ashiok Planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one that you also took a bath on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Anyways, uh, let's see. Flying. At the beginning of your end step, you may exile an enchantment card from your graveyard if you do create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. It's a 2-1. And then it does have a little bit of flavor text. Not going to spin the wheel. Just going to feel it out here. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think we have one of these yet. We don't. It, it, it is by Ashiok. All right. Well, Ashiok's going to be... Sing beauty, sing for death, and for the dead. <laughs> that's, going, that's, choir. That's, yeah. that's going on the list. That's yeah. going right in the list. <laughs> <laughs> Ashiok is a choir boy singing a nice hymn. So, this card's very interesting to me. One, it's an enchantment itself. Two, it deals in zombie tribal, which is not hard to work with. There's a lot of zombie tribal out there that you can manage. Uh... Three, it's one of my favorite things. I railed on it last week. Nobody gave a shit, so I'm just going to keep railing on it. I like <laughs> I like low mana costed commanders. I don't like this seven, eight, nine kind of BS, but 
I'm very interested hey, in this. Hey, Eldrazi's got to do what Eldrazi's got to do. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, whatever Tybalt you want to talk about. Um, I'm interested in this. this. This is fun. It's enchantment tribal. It's zombie tribal. It's multiple tribals at the same time. But the way that I see this deck working is being able to either get extra value by enchantments that you play that may or may not stay on the battlefield, go to your graveyard, then you can work with them and or figure out ways to dump stuff into your graveyard and then use your commander to do these exile effects and create your tokens and then go from there. So, I do also I do also want to add, Squee, there could be a third subset of this where you turn this into a Voltron right? commander because it's a two drop with evasion that's a two one yeah and you stack all the enchantment you, you enchant you stack all the yeah. enchantments on top of it and then get to the red zone you know what i would call that hot. so it's also hot <laughs> so hot oh it's just oob that is super catchy whatever you came up with there i just yeah i really <laughs> like saying it so okay. you can put their own inflection on it you can no. either go like which is hot or you can go like i about Look, guys, I'm not gonna lie to you. When I saw him at my going away party, um, also with the scumbag, uh, my brother in arms, <laughs> who I did trounce more than once that night. Actually, one, no, that's not true. He trounced me several game, times. Yeah. Yes, uh, one great, one great game. When, uh, when uh, Ultra Budget Brews did that for me, I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> the, first time, the first time he said that, I was like, I, I'm taking that. All right, well, let's, let's get back on track. Squee, go with your first card. All right, so I, in good fashion, I am talking about a hot harpy again. First harpy here is Mind Rack Harpy. Three colorless and a black enchantment creature harpy. It's a common. Also from Trash Set Theros Beyond Death. Flying at the beginning of combat on your turn, each player puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. Oof. That includes you. So you get to put stuff into your graveyard as fuel for your commander. It itself is an enchantment, so if it dies, it will go to your graveyard where you can still deal with it. It's not expensive to play. It has evasion. It's not a horrible just 3-2 flyer if you need a chump blocker out there. To me, this card checks all the boxes for what I believe to be less than 25 cents. Feels pretty good. Uh, yes, and the fact I think the big I think the big sub theme here too that's critical is these enchantment creatures, right? Yeah. Because as soon as they yep. do their job, then you can just exile them and get your value back, right? right. So you're so even if this dies, you're subbing out a three-two flyer for a two-two zombie, right? Yep. Which is a pretty yep. good rate for a free card, effectively that you're going to play anyways. Yeah, I don't I don't know how many enchantment creatures there are in mono black, or I guess you could even say colorless, but I don't think any exist. Um. So I'd, I'd be curious if you'd be able to find a balance of all the decent black enchantments, all of the enchantment creatures, whether they're good or bad, because you really just need them to do Whoa. an effect, be a body. Uh, ooh, Tuck, what do you see? 31 options, mono black. Wow. Okay. Very that's good. A, that's, that's a decent viable. amount. Yeah. Um, now, viable. listen, I'm not going to, I'm not saying that they're all bangers, but they do exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Maybe maybe they're medium or in the middle of the road. I'll take it. I'm going to talk about another card. So we're talking about enchantment value here. And generally, I have hated these types of cards. I've never played one of them in any of my decks because I just don't like the way they work. But in this deck, I do. So I'm talking about an enchantment saga. The Eldest Reborn. Oh, so four colorless oh, and the black. So good. 
Each opponent sacrifices a creature or plane, planeswalker as step one. Step two, each opponent discards a card. Step three, put target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard onto yep. the battlefield under your control. And this is only an uncommon. So yeah. only downside that I can see here, it costs five mana to get out there. So it's going to be a little bit to get to that step. But yeah. you also at this point, for step three, I would actually like to play this mid to late game where people have built up their graveyards a little bit. They've got some options that you can choose from and you can be a little bit flexible with what you're going to go grab. And say you this play this after you play a Mind Rack Harpy, that's just going to fuel the fire. I mean, this is basically Beacon of Unrest, except for Artifact, it's Planeswalkers, but mm -hmm. it takes three turns to do it. They're both five right. mana, but at least this gets you something leading up to it. And ideally, you play this when, I don't know, maybe someone just has like an indestructible Ulamog, and it's like, right. well, yep. that's going to the graveyard, and that's out of here now. Yeah, you get to Monster Mash, but whatever. Um, or, you know, the discard a card, maybe someone had just worldly tutored, and it's like, shit, I... I don't have anything. I, I can't. I got to put it to the graveyard now. And then right. hopefully step one and two really make that step three more impactful than like Beacon of Unrest because Beacon of Unrest, you have to like, okay, everyone, what's in graveyards? And it's like, oh shit, they're doing yep. something. They're doing something. Yeah, I think this. I think this card's a, definitely a sleeper. Um, it does suck that it costs a five. Yeah. But each, but each one of them is like each one of them in a vacuum is good. And when you can cycle through them pretty solid yeah i like it and the only reason that i would actually run with this because it's five is one you get all the abilities that it already has but it is and then it, tur and then it, and then it right? turns into a two two zombie yeah yeah it goes to your graveyard turns into a two two zombie so you might as well add that right. step four onto this saga in this deck um, <laughs> right. so next card i'm going to talk about we're going to deal with a little bit more zombie tribal here i'm not going to talk a lot about zombie tribal we beat that to death everybody else does you know the cards that are great in there but I'm talking about Crypt Breaker because it fits so well. So one black creature zombie. It's a rare from. Oh, this card's uh, What is that from? Uh, that is uh, Shadow. Moon. No, Eldridge Moon. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Crypt Breaker from Eldridge Moon. So it has one colorless and a black tap. Discard a card. Discard an enchantment into your graveyard. Uh, put a two-two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Then use your commander's ability to exile that and put another one in. And then it has tap three untapped zombies you control. You draw a card and you lose one life. So this gets the yeah, engine going, gives you another enchantment to do this rigmarole with again. And you just kind of fuel the fire with this card as a one mana drop. It's yeah. so easy just to get this early game and start running through. You know, you're going to have enchantments in your hand as the game's unfolding and you're going to see what's going to work, what's not going to work. You know what to bin, you know what not to bin. This is just a super utility card for me. And it gets the zombie theme going early. This so this is one that's kind of like cutesy, but honestly, if I'm playing anyone that's playing a zombie deck, this is like kill on sight. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this card go freaking bananas yeah. every single time I've seen it cast. Well, the reason, so, like, you know, the, the, the biggest reason, because you don't have to tap the card itself to draw the cards. You just right. have to tap zombies. So if you got fifteen zombies, yeah, that many cards. Yeah, I mean, at one point, this card hit the $8 mark. Um, because really? It was really, really. Yeah, it was really good in standard. Because I remember, because yeah. it wasn't Eldritch Moon, it was... Shadows of Rinistrad yeah. was your big, like, box buys, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's the one that's before this. And so that right. was, so now? was a couple my bucks, second. Three or four, something like that? No, three, yeah. Four something? 
But not near. It used to be like eight, like you said, yeah. Mr. Combo. Yeah, it used so. to be twice the price because this thing, because the effects are amazing, like Squeeze talking about black and a colorless. I mean, anyone would pay two mana to put something in the graveyard and get a zombie. Like, right, that's, exactly. That's a great because anyone that's usually doing zombie stuff, they want stuff in the graveyard, so they don't. Right, care. right. And then the whole tap three on tap, it's like, okay, you're in step. I'm gonna tap my six zombies, draw two cards, take two life, and then your zombie army is just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. Right, exactly. Um, and especially when this was a four of format, when you had four of these guys. Oh, really it was. Yeah, it was not. It was. It was a knockout. Yep. No, I, I dig this card a lot. So let's round it out with something that's. Fun, utilitarian, has a lot of flavor, or not a lot of flavor text, but a lot of text itself. I'm talking about a card called Dead Man's Chest. So it's an enchantment aura. It's a rare. It is from oh. Ixalan? Uh, yeah. Riv- Rivals of Ixalan. Rivals, the yeah. first one. Uh, so it's a it's a two-costed enchantment aura. Enchant creature and opponent controls. When enchanted creature dies, exile cards equal to its power from the top of its owner's library. You may cast non-land cards from among them for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast those spells. Woof. I like yeah. that a lot. It's two-costed. It's easy to get out of the board. You put it on somebody's big stupid beater that's a 10 10 15 15 play a removal spell and then you got gas to play whatever the hell that comes off the top of their deck generally if you got a big creature God. like that i would assume that you got some pretty this? good stuff coming up seems great. i've seen this i this has been like in circles of things i've seen people posting of this card's good don't sleep on it mm-hmm. um i think people yeah. generally sleep on enchantment auras for the most part yeah but see, yeah. like, usually people, the reason people sleep on it is because it's the aura goes with it, so right. they lose all the value. But in this scenario, you want the creature to die. And now that they've changed the uh, commander, commander thing, you can right. throw this on someone's commander. And if they're playing a Voltron deck, just keep getting bigger and bigger, man. Yeah, like, go, for, go it for it. Dies, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for this. Yeah, I think this card's a sleeper. I don't think it's very expensive. It... I have never seen it played in a game that I've been a part of, at least that I'm aware of. I'd say run it. And then in this deck, again, you just get to double dip, create a zombie whenever it's gone. So I I like this deck. I think it could be a lot of fun. It's going to be pretty cheap to build. And again, look out here towards the end of the week, folks. We are going to have ourselves potentially a nice secret hidden commander in our deck. Anyways, I'll kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders at level1gameshop.com. You could support us by going to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. With reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. And if you are an existing patron, we do have a referral program. So if you have someone at your LGS or a friend that you've gotten into Commander, they like our content, they go join the patron, just have them message us uh, who referred uh, them and we'll send you some free swag. If you can't do a monthly commitment, but you would like to get a CMD Tower playmat, sleeves, or any of our other uh, swag bags, uh, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. Everything's uh, on there. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with the team at CMD Tower, at Instagram number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Deer Squee, at Big Tuck Tweeting. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good harpy. Sounds suspect. 